and we're back! Yay! Yay we're back! Welcome to Winterfell and I Can't Get Up, the podcast that asks Mom what she thinks about Game of Thrones. This is Season 1, Episode Number 11. I'm Candace Huber, the owner of Chubby and Coo's Mid-City Bookshop in New Orleans, and I've asked my mom, Gail, who has absolutely no knowledge of Game of Thrones, to read the series and record her reactions for all of you. Read along, listen along, and follow my mom's journey through A Song of Ice and Fire, chapter by chapter, as she discovers for the first time just how brutal it can be. When you read Game of Thrones with your mom, you win or you die laughing. In this episode, we cover Ned 7, Tyrion 4, and Arya 3 in A Game of Thrones. And now, Mom's Watch begins. And we're back! Yay! Yay! We're back! We took a little break for a couple of months because things were very busy, but we are back and excited to keep going with our Game of Thrones journey. Yay! And speaking of a journey, (laughs) I would like to thank Candace and Tubby and Coos for gifting me for Christmas all of the whole rest of the Game of Thrones series of books. Yay! Yay! Yeah, so now I'll be able to read the whole series it'll only take me about 10 years so (laughs) that's true (laughs) this podcast will be going for a long time especially if we continue to take three month breaks (laughs) (laughs) anyway so thank you candace and on another note i would just like to say that i am a spoiler magnet And just this week, three times, I have had Game of Thrones spoilers in, like, random places. Like Jeopardy, for instance. (laughs) I am watching Jeopardy, and there was a question about Game of Thrones. It didn't even have anything to do with Game of Thrones, the topic. But it said something about... Not like when Rob gets beheaded on Game of Thrones. And I was like... So mad. What? (laughs) Rob gets beheaded? What? I was so upset. I immediately texted Candace and said, what the hell? When mom texted me, I was so angry. I was like, Jeopardy? Really, Jeopardy? (laughs) Really? Really? In a random category? That's a thing that comes up? I'm like, okay, now I can't watch Jeopardy anymore. (laughs) Then I'm watching This Is Us. Kevin goes to the VA to try to track down his uncle and begins telling the lady at the VA, oh, well, I'm the nephew. Think Game of Thrones, where Joffrey is the nephew of the big, good-looking, you know, blonde-haired dude who I'm assuming he means Jamie. And Which that part's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. And then the lady says something about how Joffrey becomes king after his adopted father, Robert, is killed. I'm like, what? (laughs) Are you kidding me right now? This is awesome, really? And I went back and watched that episode, and, like, that was totally unnecessary. Like, I don't know why that conversation was there, because it didn't have anything to do with anything. It didn't get him further, right? Like, I could could see, like, oh, if he said that, and then she was like, oh, yeah, you're right, or whatever, and then gave him what he wanted. No, No. it was literally just a random throwaway thing. And it was like, why? Why does Game (laughs) This Is Us do this? Robert's his adopted dad? I'm like, I know he's got like a thousand 
bastards running around. I'm like, come on, this is us. That was no fun. So when we say no spoilers, that's why, because I am a spoiler magnet. Total spoiler magnet. I just needed to address that. The Rob thing and the Robert thing are both like really big spoilers. So I know some things that I shouldn't know at this point, but I don't know how Robert You just know that these people died, (laughs) which you don't really know how or why or what the circumstances. Right. Which is probably... I know poor Rob is beheaded, but... But not who or why or any of that. Right, or any of that. So I'm a little miffed at this point but and to be I am fair still excited yes you know about finding out what goes on in the rest of the story so. and i was talking to my husband about all of this and he did bring up a good point which is that the show came out in 2011 the book came out like in the 90s and so like oh, so especially like 10 years behind <laughs> <laughs> or more right so for spoilers robert getting killed for example that's a book one season one spoiler which isn't a spoiler and anymore because it happened years and years and years ago so it is for you but it wouldn't be for like a lot of people so we can't fault those for like being out there but still for mom it sucks so let's move on and i think it's like picking up now mom there's a lot more (laughs) happening than there has been so far absolutely there was a lot that happened in these three chapters yeah it was exciting so, so let's get into ned seven so at the beginning of this chapter ned is with sir barristan selmy and they're standing over this knight that gregor clegane killed during the tournament and you find out that it is hugh who was john aaron's squire and that was really interesting. I thought that yeah, yeah, he died. Gregor Colleen killed him. That's correct. And he knighted him just before he died. That was the other thing that mm-hmm. I got. That John Aaron had just knighted this young man. Yeah. Right before he died. And then thinking back to the Hound and what he told Sansa was that, oh, you think Gregor did that by mistake? You know, he right. meant to kill that kid. So yeah. then it's like, hmm. Again, curiouser and curiouser. Like, why is he killing that kid? Exactly. And so after this, they talk about how Robert really wants to fight in this melee, as we learned at his, like, drunken rant in the last segment. And so Ned decides to make his way over there to try and talk Robert out of it. And when they get there, it's so funny because Robert's two squires are, like, trying to dress him in armor and, like, they can't get it on him. And they can't really say anything. They're just like, it's not fitting, sir. And Ned walks in. And he's yelling. And Robert's yelling at the poor little squires, you know. (laughs) Like, it's your fault. But then when Ned, when he walks in, he sees the two squires and he thinks to himself, Lannisters again. Why in the heck is Robert, you know, surrounding surrounding himself with Lannisters? Like, there's something wrong with this picture. And then he just outright tells Robert, you're too damn fat for <laughs> you're your armor. You're too fat for this armor, Robert. You know? And that just cracked me up. And the, and the squires are like, do we laugh yeah. at this? <laughs> or like, what? And Robert, like, sends him off and he's like, okay, fine, go get some stretchers or whatever yeah. for the armor. Mm-hmm. And that was really funny. And then Ned does think about how the Lannisters are a very ambitious family. And he even asks Ned, like, are those Lannisters? And Ned's like, oh, yeah, they're cousins or something. I mean, Robert. Robert. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, they're cousins or something. And Ned is like, hmm, a very ambitious family, those mm-hmm. Lannisters. Lannisters. Anyway, so they start talking. And the main thing before Barristan leaves is that 
Ned kind of says, like, you do realize that, like, even if you fight, they're going to let you win. Like, nobody's going to dare go after the king, right? Mm -hmm. And Robert is like, what? Are you saying that they would let me win? What the hell? And they're like, yeah. And then he kind of gets pissed and throws Barristan out. And so that's kind of how they convince him maybe not not to do it because they're like they're just gonna let you win anyway it's not even gonna be a real fight right and the conversation they have after Barristan leaves is really interesting because he starts saying how did it come to this I really like fighting I'm not really king you or John Aaron or somebody should have been king I like to just like fight and whore around and whatever it is that he says and he also talks about how they kind of made him marry Cersei because they were like Mm -hmm. oh she would be a good match for you and the realm needs an heir and Mm -hmm. you know Robert didn't want to marry her he was like Leanna was it for me I love John Aaron but like this woman good god she's pretty but no he also tells Ned he's really sorry about killing Lady and all of that as well and then he's like let me tell you a secret the Lannisters suck and the thought of Joffrey on the throne (laughs) with Cersei whispering in his ear is like the worst basically <laughs> um, yeah I can't even think about that like it right. makes him want to throw up because and it makes us all want to throw up absolutely <laughs> absolutely you know? you know there's no way Joffrey could be the king there's right there's no way and he's like I mean how could I have a son like that and Ned's kind of like I mean he's just a kid right like we were all kind of like that as kids and he's like I mean just tell me that I'm a good king because Ned mm-hmm. kind of hesitates Robert is like I mean I'm doing pretty good but like right. Joffrey would be and Ned is like eh, and, yeah. and, and then Robert's like just <laughs> tell me I'm fine okay (laughs) and be done with it so anyway they had this and so I just thought that was interesting that Robert was like yeah the Lannisters are terrible I was basically forced to marry her and the thought of my son on the throne makes me want to vomit at some point too Robert brings up about Renly liking that Tyrell what's her name Marjorie Marjorie I was gonna say Margaret Marjorie Tyrell and I'm like why do they keep bringing that up apparently that's gonna happen at some point in the future you know they do keep bringing her up yeah also Ned kind of thinks during this conversation that like this is the robber I know Mm -hmm. and he gets a good feeling and is like well he kind of doesn't like the Lannisters anyway so if I uncover some shit I can probably tell Robert and it'll be fine like I think it kind of allayed some of Ned's concerns about being able to tell Robert if he find out anything about the Lannisters and he talks about how he's like feeling better than he's been feeling in a long time which always makes me nervous because it's like oh shit Mm -hmm. like well it's gonna like man I'm feeling better than I have in a long time I think this will all be fine and you're like no Mm -hmm. it's not gonna all be fine right and so they go to this stupid tournament and basically the rest of this chapter is like the end of the tournament and so a bunch of stuff happens towards the end of the tournament they have you know it's like the final four is jamie and loris tyrell and the hound and the mountain and so jamie loses to one of them i don't even remember I the, think hound. the hound and that was flipping hilarious yeah. because whenever he falls off his, his horse and he his helmet gets stuck on his head and <laughs> they he have to like see and everybody's laughing at him yeah they yeah. gotta escort him off the field okay yeah. so that happens and then gregor clegane loses to loris well before we talk about how that happens or what happens right after that i wanted to mention some things that they say because we learn more about Gregor Clegane. Right. Well, his description mm-hmm. is 
unreal. I mean, they say he's almost eight feet tall and yeah. how he's like, no wonder he's called the mountain, right? And it reminded me of like an Andre the Giant. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. Oh my God, he's like Andre the Giant yeah, he's coming huge. in here, you know? Yeah. So they do. They talk about that and they tell and you. about how he's like solitary. And there was also the main thing that I wanted to. All the wives, you know? Yeah. And the main thing I wanted to bring up were all the all died. <laughs> well, yeah, the rumors are like, yeah, all the wives have died and he's the one that killed the infant baby whenever they took over the kingdom like he's right. the one that smashed the infant's head all the right. wives are dead the sister died mysteriously yeah. you know there's all this like weird deaths and things and ned knows this is from ned's point of view and he knows that that oh there was the weird fire that like scarred his brother they know that this guy is not good right right so i just thought that was important that they like had actually like a whole page of info on like gregor right and then, yes, the Night of Flowers, of course, Loris comes, comes in for all of his fanfare. Oh, Lord, he is something. <laughs> he is a good actor, huh? He likes to put it on. And he does. Carry on and everything and then Gregor's horse just starts going crazy right he starts snorting because Loris is riding a, a mare man. and kind of does it on purpose yeah. you, you get right yeah. that it's like he's trying to make Sir Gregor's horse go crazy because yeah. Sir Gregor's horse is known to be kind of nuts mm-hmm. and you know he goes nuts over this female horse mm-hmm. exactly how it's planned right? right you know so the horse goes crazy and that's how that's the only way Loris was going to win I guess he knew that yeah You know, the only way I'm going to win is if I take out his horse. But then what ensues after that is just horrible. Like how Gregor kills his horse, like almost chops the head off of the horse. Of his own horse. Yeah, of his own horse. And then he goes and he tries to, I mean, you really think he's going to kill Sir Loris. I mean, you really do. You think this is the end of the year. Well, he would have. He would have. You know, Robert kind of puts a stop to it. Well, the hound steps in, right? The hound steps in and says, no, you know, you need to leave him alone leave him alone and then robert says no that's it and then i was thinking about the hound at that point after the last sansa chapter you know you kind of have a little soft spot for a second for the hound but then i think about what the heck he did to micah and i'm like i can't i yeah. can't have a soft spot for you dude sorry you he's know? a complicated so, man but he does he save loris from his brother he does. you know he so does. it's like he's just i just feel like he's complicated right yeah. like yeah he's really messed up and he will do some messed up shit including yeah. child killing but also he has this soft spot as well. Like, yeah, it's kind of like sort of human. I don't feel like Gregor is. No, you know, just, I feel like Gregor's just, just a monster. Yeah. Whereas I, I feel like you might be able to reason with Sandor, but not with Gregor at all. Then Which they it just occurred about- to me that's that's really good because you can't reason with a mountain, right? You can't. It's stone. You can't can't yeah, reason with that's that. True. And then there's look, the hound where it's mm, a dog. It's a dog. So it's gonna- you might be able to befriend him, you know. It just occurred to me. Anyway. Yeah. That's a good observation. <laughs> so then there's the melee part of this tournament, which is basically just like everyone gets in the middle of the thing and fights. And it's so stupid. Ned talks about how he's like, oh, please, that Robert isn't in there, right? Mm. Like, Robert definitely didn't participate in the melee. They had talked him out of it. They go to, like, dinner that night. And it's kind of cute because... 
Sansa is even being nice to Arya, and she thinks that Arya is learning dancing, which is funny. She's like, how's your dancing going? Arya's like, look at this big bruise on my leg. It's awesome, you know? And Sansa's like, oh, God, you must be a terrible dancer. Like, what are you, what is he doing? So I thought that was cute. I thought that was funny, yeah, yeah. And Arya's all, like, scratched up and stuff, and she's like, Serio has me trying to catch Catch cats. And Ned is like, I need to have a talk Uh, with him. I'm going to take him off of you. We'll just have Jory. And Arya's like, no, I want Serio. Like, she really, really likes Sirio. And he's like, all right, please just be careful. She's talking about blindfolds and catching cats and, like, all this stuff. And he's like, please be careful. But she likes him. I think that's what's most important. Yes, I agree. And so Ned goes to bed later. He goes back to his room later. It's, like, well past midnight. He sees that Littlefinger's light is on, which I thought was really interesting. And he's thinking about the dagger. And why would Tyrion want brand dead it doesn't make any sense why would anyone want brand dead really and he's just kind of thinking like i don't know he knows that gendry was robert's son he's pretty sure about that Mm -hmm. and he's like but what does any of this have to do with each other like he's still trying to think through this and figure out and he starts remembering some of robert's other kids like he remembers the very first kid robert had when he was like 15 you know whatever and how robert was sweet with her basically and He's but just now like, he doesn't have anything to do with her. Right. But yeah. he's like, I don't know what any of this has to do with the other thing, right? right? Like, he's just trying to figure this out. And then his door guard is like, oh, there's someone here that wants to see you. He mm-hmm. doesn't give a name. Right. And Ned is like, okay, send him in. And it's this, like, mud-caked guy who's, like, super dirty. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm a friend. And until the guard leaves, and mm-hmm. Ned is like, this might be a bad decision, but, like, okay, mm-hmm. leave us alone. Well, you know, I was thinking that. When the guard comes in like, and why like, there's somebody just... here to see you. And he's not giving him a name. Oh, uh, sure, let him in. I'm like, seriously? And then like, sure, leave him some... alone with me. Right, like, yeah. Why would you do I'm that? like, what are you doing? Like, are you crazy? And he doesn't have his shirt on and stuff. They say right. that he took off his clothes or whatever. So he's not... Ned is not armed Ned is not, yeah, doesn't right. have any sort of defense, right? right? No protection. And so I'm like, oh my goodness. And then you're just going to say, oh, sure, let this fella in. Anyway. I guess because he looked like he wasn't a threat i um, guess i don't in know his like that didn't make any sense to me. and whatever but anyway he gets in and then he draws back his cowl and it's varus and ned is like, like varus <laughs> and he's like oh good i'm you? glad you didn't think it was me because yeah, he's like that would... i would have never recognized you right. and varus is like he does not smell like lilacs at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he smells bad no. and varus is like oh good because but- People don't need to know that I'm in here talking to you. Right. And then this is a very interesting conversation. Very Because Ned is like, what the hell? And it cracked me up because, you know, how I hear Varys in my head. He's basically like, <laughs> it's now time to give you some information. <laughs> information time (laughs) and he says that they hope to kill the king the king didn't fight in the melee and they're mad about it because they were going to kill him during the melee they had tried to get him to fight and Ned is like what who is they they?" and Varys is like if I gotta tell you that then then you worse off than I thought you were (laughs) exactly right Ned says like I can't believe that Cersei that even Cersei would do that Mm -hmm. and Varys is like I mean, she stood up in the middle of dinner and, like, forbade him to fight. She didn't just say, please don't fight. She forbade him to. And what's the best way to get Robert to to do do something, something, right? right? And Ned is like, oh, shit. (laughs) And then Varys also says, but who would, Ned says, but who would 
hurt the king in the melee like it's public everybody would have seen it and Varys is like there's a bunch of people in there like right. it would have been and not whoever, an accidental blow right the and king. then whoever who you know when you find out who it really is they're like oh it's okay they pardon him they let him go or they don't or they, they take don't, his head off right. because it's the Lannisters and even their friends they don't care they don't, you know it doesn't matter either way the king is still dead right? right and so Ned is like but you knew about all this and you didn't tell me or anybody you did mm-hmm. nothing and Varys is like, but I mean, I don't I command know. warriors. I mm-hmm. command whispers. Mm-hmm. And I could have come to you earlier, but what would you have done? You would have gone straight to Robert. And when Robert heard With of it, nothing what to would back he have done? Yeah, we have no proof ba- for right. anything. I, and quite frankly, I don't know if I can trust you. Exactly. And that's what he says. And he's <laughs> like, I, I didn't know if I could trust you. I didn't trust you. And Ned is like, like, you <laughs> don't trust me? <laughs> yeah. What? Like, no, 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 no. You got that backwards, dude. But then Mary says something that I think is really interesting, which is that the Red Keep shelters two kinds of people. Mm -hmm. Those who are loyal to themselves only and those who are loyal to the realm. And I didn't know which one you were. But now I know. And now I kind of know why Cersei is afraid of you Mm -hmm. because you're going to figure stuff out. And Robert listens to you. Yeah. And then Ned is like, no, she should be afraid of you. And Varys is like, nah, they cut my head off in a heartbeat. I'm nothing to them. But you, Robert wouldn't kill you. Mm -hmm. Like not even for Cersei. Y'all are basically brothers. Robert wouldn't care about killing me, but he wouldn't kill you. Right. And that's powerful. And basically like why they want to kill Robert because Robert would never do anything to Ned. Ned's going to find out some shit. And the only way to get Ned from finding out shit is to kill Robert so that Joffrey can become king and they can do whatever they want. That's like inferred from this. Like he doesn't say that out loud. And Ned's like, but Robert has friends or whatever. And Varys is like, not really, dude. Like, He's the king, so there are people that will say yeah. that they're loyal to him or whatever. You're really his only friend. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you're the only one that, like, actually gives a crap. And then Ned is like, I mean, so we have to tell Robert, right? Like, we have to tell him that, like, people are trying to kill him. Because even if part of it is true. Right. And Varys is like, but we don't have any proof. It's yeah, like my word like, against theirs. Mm-hmm. And why don't you just send for Ellen Payne directly and have him cut off my head? Like, you know, like, <laughs> this is, it will save some yeah, time we'll if you do that, him. right? And so Ned is like, yeah, but if what you're saying is true, they're going to try again. And Varys is like, oh, definitely, they're going to try again. Mm-hmm. And you're making them anxious. But between you and me, we might be able to stop them. And he also tells them, like, at the next meeting, make sure that you pretend none of this happened and yeah, you still hate me. you still whatever. hate me or whatever, yeah. And then... And and Ned asks the question. The question. <laughs> how did John Aaron die? Yep. And of course, Varys is like, mm, I was waiting for you to ask this. <laughs> but then he's like, Tears of Lease, which is a poison. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's how he died. That's right. He tears says, of Tears of Lease. He, he was poisoned. I couldn't remember the yep. name of the poison. It's called Tears of yes. Lease, which is rare and costly, and it leaves no trace. Right. And he even says that he begged Lord Aaron to use a taster, and he, and he wouldn't. wouldn't use the taster. And then he says he also knows that it had to be somebody very close to John Aaron. Yep. That got that to gave him, him that the poison. gave it to him. Well, because he's like, John Aaron wouldn't use a taster because he's like... Only somebody lower than the low would poison someone. Like, this is the worst thing to do. Right. Because Lord Aaron was a kindly, trusting man. And then he infers that it was the squire. The squire. That gave him the poison. And Ned is like, but why? John Aaron had been the hand for 14 years. Like, 
why kill him now? What was he doing that they had to kill him? And he says he was asking Asking questions. (laughs) (laughs) That's how the chapter chapter ends. ends. But I have to say, I was so glad that flipping tournament was over. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, thank God that's over. Yeah. Like that was was horrible to go through that. Yeah, it it just was. It was like, this is such a waste of time. And so So. moving on to the next chapter, Tyrion 4. Now, the last we left Tyrion, he was being abducted by Catelyn and her people. Right. And so, the the beginning of this is a flashback. We see him with some swords that are killing his horse that he's not too happy about. He's like, my brother gave me that horse. Right. For a birthday. And they're like, well, and they talk about eating Eating the horse horse and all that stuff. And then there's like a flashback. Right. And that was a little bit confusing for me, I have to be honest. Yeah. Because when when they first started, I was thinking that was... Right after? No, I was thinking that was before at first. At first, I was like, in my head, I was thinking, well, he's going to go back to when he walks into the inn. And then I'm like, who's killing this horse? Because horse thought he had to ride with one of the other people? Like, what is that about? And then I realized, oh, no, this was after they they left. Yeah, and then they went back. And then they went back. It was the way confusing for me. No, it was. I'm not so smart. (laughs) No, but it was weird the way George R. R. Martin, I was wondering why he made that decision like from a writing perspective right because it is confusing but i don't know why he made that choice yeah but but we meet <laughs> a sellsword named brawn who i just want to mention this is the first time we meet brawn mm. who isn't a huge deal yet but he's one of the people that's killing Tyrion's horse right. actually and i guess like there were a couple of swords that joined catelyn's party as well, just for fun, is what they make it sound mm-hmm. like. It's like, oh, this looks fun. So Tyrion starts thinking about what happened right after that. And basically, it was like, you know, people were yelling, kill him. And he was like, I'll go with Lady Stark if she believes that I have some crime to answer for. I'll go with her. Because it was really the only thing he could do. They were right. all shouting, kill him, kill him. There was all these swords that were on him. What did he have, you know? He didn't right. have anything. And so he's like, I have to go. But then it also is amusing to him because he thinks there weren't as many as what she thought there were, right? Right. So they had a room full of people and maybe 12 of them got up and said, okay, we'll go. There's like 50 people in the room and only 12 of them got up and said, okay. Right. And so that's what he noticed. That's when the light bulb like, you know, went off in his head. Like, okay, she's got 12, but there's how many more that are not with her? And one of them, I forget which was it the fray the yeah, house Lord of fray. fray yeah um, Lord of fray. one of one of them i think got up from his house was that the one that got up and then when he saw his captain wasn't up he went and sat back down Correct. and so and he thinks to himself mm, that's just like that house of fray, fray or whatever they always show up late to the party to yep. see who's gonna win you know yep. and so he he kind of puts all of those things together but He's then also- like you're in from the night's watches with him but he doesn't expect him to do anything like he says like the night's watch stays out of this kind of stuff so right. even though yorin was traveling with him he didn't really expect yorin to do anything and he doesn't and then i just 
I felt bad because then he starts also describing how much in pain he is and how they're treating him. And I mean, I get it. He's a prisoner. He's got like a bag over his head. Yeah, he can't. He can't, you know, he can hardly breathe. It's starting to rain or something and it's getting wet and he can't hardly breathe and all of that kind of stuff. And again, I didn't like how he was being treated. But then what I really didn't like is how angry he is becoming and hating like the Starks. Where before he was sort of an ally of theirs, but Catelyn is making him hate them, you know? But at the same time, you can't blame her. She thinks that he is responsible for what happened to Bran. Right. And so from her perspective, like this is told from his perspective, obviously, but like from her perspective, she's like, I don't give a shit if you drown from waterboarding because of the thing (laughs) over your face, you know, like whatever. He's a prisoner that she really honestly, truly believes hurt Bran. And so to treat him like this is like, whatever, because why would you hurt a child? F you. You can ride with this bag over your head and whatever. Right. So you do feel bad for him because as you, you don't think think he had anything to do with it. Because I know (laughs) in my heart, this man did not hurt a son. But I also get, I'm going to cry. I'm going to be crying. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you, I know it ain't him. Anyway, so I just feel like, yeah, so I get it. I do. And I get it. As a mom, I get, oh, I, I mean, let me at him. Right. 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 But then it's not really going to do any good to kill him either because then you're not really going to get the story. And he stuff. says that at one point, like, if Catelyn wanted me dead, I'd already be dead. Right. And then the conversation turns interesting. Because- it does turn interesting. Well... First off, they finally take everything off. They take the bag off and everything. And he realizes where they are. And he's like, wait a minute. We're not going to Winterfell. Winterfell. We're headed to the Vale. This is the Eastern Road. And so we're we're not going to Winterfell. We're going to the to the Vale. But you said we were riding for Winterfell. And Catelyn is like, yeah, loudly and often, right? <laughs> like, she wanted everyone to think they were going to Winterfell. Right. And then Tyrion gets mad at really himself bad. because he's like, <laughs> she outsmarted me. <laughs> that is the one thing that I have. Yep. And she freaking bested me on that. Yeah. And he is pissed yes. about that. Yes. And that's kind of what starts him on the path to hating the Starks. Because uh-huh. he's like, how dare she outwit me in right. something? Like, right. I'm the one that's outwitting people. And so he knows that they're going to the Vale now. They kind of talk her into taking a rest. She doesn't want to, but Tyrion ends up actually talking her into it because yeah. he's like, I mean, your dudes are right. Your horses are tired and whatever. So they stop to take this rest and that's when they have this interesting conversation, which he talks about the Starks. You know, she's like, the Starks don't like murder people, right? And he's like, I don't either. Like, right. I didn't try to kill Bran. And she's like, but the assassin had your dagger. And he's like, but it wasn't my dagger. Whatever you might believe of me, I'm not stupid. Only a fool would arm a common yeah. like cell sword or whatever yeah. with his own Ooh. dagger. That's <laughs> dumb. I would never right. do that. And he could tell Catelyn at that like is, is kind of like, going. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. She's starting to doubt. Yeah. But then she's like, "Why would Littlefinger lie to me?" <laughs> and this is my favorite because Tyrion is like, "I mean, why does a bear shit in the woods?" <laughs> and that, that was, was my favorite. Funny. That yeah. was really funny. And then he starts saying about all the stuff that Littlefinger has said about screwing around with her and all of this kind of stuff. And basically, is he lying about that too? Like that really you know? pisses her and, off. Oh too. boy, yeah, does it ever? And I feel like right. When she's really starting to doubt things and things are starting to get a little heated and she's starting to... Well, because he's like, well, how did Littlefinger tell you he came about my dagger? And he's like, he told you that he, like, won it in some tournament or whatever. Right? Right? That's his story, right? 
And then and, they get interrupted. And then they by, get interrupted. And I was like, oh, now they got to start fighting these idiots. You know, <laughs> this clan or whatever. It's like mountain people, it right? Is. They come and they start fighting them. And <laughs> stupid singer is like, oh, hide me, hide me. <laughs> you know, like they try to give him a, a weapon. And he's like, oh, no, I can't fight. I can't I'm a fight. Singer, yeah. And then he goes and he hides behind a rock. And then Tyrion's like, shit, they're going to eat me for lunch. Right. You know, but they give him a weapon. At least they give him two. They weapon. give him an axe and a knife. And then they say, okay. So it reminds me of like Dungeons and Dragons, right? Where yeah. you have these like dwarves with axes. <laughs> like that's what it was. So okay. 100%. But then he has no armor, right? Correct. You know, yeah. well, and that was the other thing. He had to talk Catelyn into giving him some sort of a weapon. And right. then she's like, okay, promise me that after this is done, you're going to give it back. And he's like, you mean on my word? And she's like, yeah, because earlier she told him, I don't trust your anything. word is nothing to right. me. And then he she's like yeah and so he's like okay sure and then he goes and he pushes the musician out the way yeah the singer and says move you gotta squeeze me back here too because i don't have any i don't know how to fight you know i don't know what to do i'm i use my brains to fight i don't fight fight but then he kicks some butt he really does does. he waits for him to get on the ground and then he kills him yeah you know and i'm like you go boy he's like going underneath him and slicing the horse now. Yeah, look at you with and that Tyrion. And then, after all that, the melee, he sees that Catelyn is cornered. Yeah. There's three people. Yep. And he thinks to himself, I'm just gonna let that bitch die. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. Like, you know what? She deserves to die after all this. Yep. I'm just gonna let her die. But then, he's Tyrion. And he can't just let her die like that. And so, what does he do? He goes and he fights them off. Yeah, you he, know? Saves he, he saves her. Yeah. Two of them, he fights off. And then the third one, they say... Decided he had a prior engagement. Yeah, it says, the horseman remembered an urgent engagement elsewhere and galloped off suddenly. I thought that was so funny. It was like, oh, he had a prior engagement, so he had to go, you know. I thought that was funny. And then she's like, oh, I just don't, don't think that this makes us even or whatever. Like, no, you know, yeah. But then his little partner gets killed in that. Yeah, one of his little partners gets killed. Three of their people get killed. So Tyrion's little guy, Jick, and then two of Lord Bracken's men get killed that are with them. I mean, nobody that's like huge, but no, a few of their party, whereas there's like 12 of the other people that got Is it Bronn that's pulling the boots off of Jick? Yeah, because Jick's boots are really nice and Bronn is pulling the boots off and he's telling him, oh, is this your first battle? And Tyrion's like, yeah, my father would be so So proud, proud, you know? (laughs) And Bronn's like, oh, you need a woman now. That's the only thing you can get after battle or whatever as he's pulling the boots off. That's very Bronn. And then he's also the one that says, okay, we need to get our shit together and get the hell out. Well, because Catelyn talks about we need to bury them and all this kind of stuff and Bronn is like, good luck. You bury them. I'm freaking leaving because you can gather all the stones you want but like, I'd rather be breathing. Right. (laughs) But then like, oh man, that was rough too because then they ride off and they can hear the shadow cats like tearing apart the the bodies bodies. and it's like, Mm. oh god, it was terrible. Yeah, that was terrible. It was so bad. And then Catelyn lets Tyrion keep his weapons after that. Yep. And, you know, he stole a helm off of one of the dead guys too. So like, at least he's got that. He's got the axe from Bronn and he actually makes a joke to the singer, which I thought was funny where he's like, oh, Craven, it rhymes with Craven. Yeah, Yeah, because earlier they were making fun of him. He was trying to find Find rhyming words for Tyrion or whatever. And I thought that was funny. But then he goes to take the horse. 
And is it Bron? Somebody comes up to him and pushes him away and says, I, this is my horse. And Catelyn tells him, Yeah, it was just no. a random person. I don't think it was Bron. Oh, a random and they person. say, and, that's when and Catelyn, Catelyn says, says, no, let him, keep the horse. let him have the horse. And then he's kind of like, screw you. I get the horse. I get the weapons. And then at the very end, he rides it up to where Catelyn is. And he's like, let me finish this conversation real quick. And he says, there's a serious flaw in what Littlefinger told you in his story. Because whatever you might think of me, I can promise you this. One thing. Never bet against my family. I never bet against my family. And what'd you think of that, Mom? That's how it ended. Yeah! (laughs) I told ya! I told ya! Wasn't him. But we gotta figure out. But is it Littlefinger? Because Littlefinger claimed that that was his knife. Yeah, because Tyrion would have never bet against Jamie. That doesn't make any sense. That's basically what he's like. I never bet against my own family. I guess now Catelyn's gonna be like, Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. So we'll have to see how that ends up. We will have to see how that <laughs> ends up. But I believe him that he wouldn't have bet against Jamie. I do too. I don't think he would have. And so that is how it ends. So we technically had three deaths in this chapter. No one that was like super important, but there was a big melee where a few people died. So the last chapter we're going to talk about is Aria 3. Oh my god, I love this kid. (laughs) I don't know what. Oh my god, I love her. (laughs) I absolutely positively love her. And let me just tell you, I gotta tell you why I love this kid. Okay. She reminds me so much of you. Of me? Yes. (laughs) Running around trying to catch the cat. Okay, that's how this started, right? It is, yeah. And she's like, fast as a lemur or whatever you know like whatever it is yeah, you like, know. quiet Light as a shadow. shadow light as a feather yeah whatever she's doing all of this stuff and all I could picture is 10 year old Candace with her stick <laughs> saying she's Chitara I'm Chitara <laughs> and running around and acting like you fighting with your stick and oh I'm gonna get him and I can do this and ooh ah that's how I picture this child yeah as this little 10 year old girl who's like doing these things just like you when you were like 10 <laughs> just make believe in you a chitara yep and that's how this child is i don't know she just steals my heart every time because <laughs> i guess because of that and i also love how everybody thinks she's a boy so yep. she finally catches the dog on cat yeah she does yep. it's the last one but then she runs into marcella and tommen and drops the cat because <laughs> they don't know it's her they think right. she's some i don't know urchin, urchin. off the streets <laughs> yeah. yeah and like i said i love all her little mantras quick Things. as a snake yeah. swift as a deer smooth as summer silk <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i love the all her little mantras i'm like you know i should be telling my own self some of those things it's true anyway so I well, just she gets away great. from them and she ends up in a basement like down under the castle yeah like a dungeon yeah where she runs into monsters is what she views them as which we know as a reader that it's the three giant dragon skulls under the castle right that Tyrion has already seen she's like oh man there are monsters down here and they kind of scare her but then she kind of gets over it well because they describe how they have sharp teeth and she's she's like catching herself on them and she's like what in the heck is down here (laughs) then she realizes it's dead they're dead like it's just a skull Mm -hmm. fine it can't hurt me 
And so she's making her way through the underground, basically trying to find her way back out because she had climbed into a window to get away from Marcella and them. And now she's like ended up in these dungeons and she doesn't really know where she is and it's really dark and she's trying to make her way out. And so she makes her way to this like area where she thinks it's a well and she's like looking down the well and she hears these people right it's pitch dark that was one of the things that she says like she starts following the wall yeah because it's It's so so dark dark. but that her master or whatever told her if there was a way in there's a way out yeah and so you just have to find it and so she's trying to find her way out and then she starts hearing all of this stuff and the people say this is what's interesting she just hears voices and one of the voices says that the fools tried to kill his son and what's worse they made a mummer's farce of it so it was all an act or whatever and he's not a man to put that aside and then he says i warn you the wolf and the lion will soon be at each other's throat mm-hmm. so we as readers know Arya doesn't understand but we mm-hmm. know they're talking about the starks and the lannisters right. right and the other voice is like oh that's too soon like we can't go to war yet and one guy is Does like she recognize one of the voices it's almost like one sort of sounds familiar but she doesn't recognize the other voice at all i thought she doesn't recognize the voices at all and so oh, there's okay. they're talking about that and then she's like oh there's a man holding a torch there's a companion beside him and the men kind of reach the top of the steps and so she goes against the wall in the dark she's yeah, like yeah, trying yeah. like she doesn't want to get caught and she says another one of her little mantras you know like quiet as, quiet a, as shadow. a shadow yeah, still a stone <laughs> quiet as a shadow and there's a man who comes up and he's like what would you have me do and this man is stout and he's got a round scarred face and a stubble of a dark beard under a steel cap and he wears mail over boiled leather and he's got a dirk and a short sword at his belt and it says it seemed to Arya there was something oddly familiar about this guy so like She kind of feels like he's familiar, but she doesn't immediately recognize him. And then the other guy, she has no idea who it is. She's never seen him before. And he's like, well, if one hand can die, why not a second? And now she's like, oh, shit, they're talking about my dad, right? And this man that says that has an accent and a forked yellow beard. And they talk about how he's like super fat and he has rings on every finger. And and she is, she's never seen him before for sure. No. And so the other guy, the first guy is like, "Mm, yeah, but before is now. And this hand's different. The guy with the forked beard then says, well, the princess is with child and the call is not going to do anything until his son is born. So you know how they are. So this person knows about Daenerys. And then the first guy says, well, this is no longer a game for two players, if it ever was. Stannis and Lysa Aaron have, like, fled beyond anyone's reach. They're gone. And the whispers say they're gathering swords around them. So I thought that was interesting because this person talks about the whispers. whispers. right? And then he says the Knight of Flowers writes to Highgarden, trying to tell his dad to send his sister to court, which is the woman that Renly keeps talking about, Marjorie. Mm-hmm. And this guy talks about how Renly and Loras think that Robert needs to marry Marjorie. So they're talking yeah. about how Robert needs to like better and wetter and make a new queen. And right. then he's like, and Littlefinger, who knows what game yeah, he's li- playing. Yeah, like, Littlefinger is, is on Littlefinger's and side. And then right. like, but Ned is the one who troubles me. He knows about the bastard. He knows about the book. Soon enough, he's going to have the truth. His wife has abducted Tyrion Lannister because of Littlefinger's mm-hmm. meddling. 
And now Tywin, who is the dad, dad of the Lannisters, mm-hmm. is going to take that for an outrage. He's going to be mad about that. Mm-hmm. And Jamie has this, like, soft spot for his for brother. Tyrion, right. And if the Lannisters go to the north, that's going to bring the Tullys in mm-hmm. as well. You're trying to say delay, and I'm saying we need to speed this up. This is going to blow up anytime. Yeah, like the shit's about to the hit the The shit's fan. about to hit the fan. Winter and we is to, coming. Exactly. <laughs> and we need to hurry this up, is basically right. what he says. And then the other guy, the, the guy beard. with all the fork beard, thank you, and all yeah. the rings, is like, oh, well, you're a true sorcerer. All I ask is that you need to work your magic a little while longer. And he's like, I mean, I, I'll do what I can, but I'm gonna need money and birds and whatever mm-hmm. else he asks for. And then they start walking away and their voices kind of get less and less. Yeah. And Arya follows them and then she ends up getting out but it's like far away from the castle she has Mm -hmm. to come back and get in but when she gets in she finally gets to her dad she's like oh shit dude dad you gotta know (laughs) like let me tell you about all this stuff i heard right they get ready to kill you dude like you gotta watch out dad doesn't really believe her he kind of blows her he doesn't even give her a chance to explain really it's very disappointing it is i was very disappointed in that because usually he's very attentive but again he's got a lot on his mind he does and he gets interrupted again i'm trying to give ned the benefit of the doubt but i was like Dude, you always give her, especially Arya. Yeah. He really pays attention, and this time he just. But didn't. he's like, you talking about monsters right. and wizards, wizards and stuff. And, like, you none know, of this is real. And that is a mummers, and mummers farces, yeah, yeah, which are like whatever. it is story. It is or just a story or whatever. Yeah, and then but these men were very familiar to us as readers, yes, right? Correct. But then I was like, okay, who are these guys? Is the guy with all the rings and everything? Is that Meister Pycelle or is that somebody? And then I was like, wait, wait, no. And then I was like, the Fort Beard Man, isn't he supposed to be with the Dothraki people? Isn't he the one that's one of Viserys's men? Remember, he took him in at the beginning and he Magister Illyrio, all of that, and, they, and he gave uh, Daenerys the eggs, the dragon, the dragon eggs. Yeah. And I'm like, I think that's who that guy is. Yeah. But I didn't go look him up. But yes, Illyrio is Illyrio. His name. And who's the other guy? Is it Meister Pycelle? Is it Varys? Varys, however you say his name. Yeah. I'm like, who is that dude? At first, I was thinking maybe the Hound. Yeah, but but, then, the, but yeah, but Arya would recognize the Hound. Absolutely she, recognize because of Micah. Yeah, you know? of Micah and it was and like, that. okay, so it's not him. So I'm like going, but I know this guy with all the rings, and I keep thinking. And then he says something about the princess being pregnant. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? He knows that the princess is pregnant he's coming from those dothraki people and he's been a while it's been a while since we've seen him too and he's not with them anymore okay and going back and looking at the original description of Illyrio, it talks about how gemstones glittered on every finger and his man had oiled his forked yellow beard until it shone like real gold. Oh, it's mom. Illyrio, mom. Go, mom. <laughs> Go, mom. Mom picked up. Way to deduct that. Woo-hoo. Okay. So definitely Illyrio. <laughs> the other guy was a little bit more elusive. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, who's this guy? He's wearing chain mail. He's got okay. weapons. He talks about whispers, which makes you think Varys. Is it one of his, like, costumes? Like- and that's what I was getting ready to say. And, you know, it wasn't until you just read it again yeah. that I was like, you know what? We just talked about how when he went to go see Ned, he was in, like, a costume, yeah. right? Yeah. So, for you to say that, uh, it just dawned. 
dawned on me it might be Varys, Varys because he could be in another costume and that might be why he is a stout Aria. man in, in a leather half cape and he's got a scarred face though I don't remember Varys having a scarred face I don't either but that doesn't mean he couldn't put on some sort of makeup or something because after all he I guess you know, he also has a dark beard and I know he's hairless so I don't I don't yeah, know yeah maybe it's not maybe it's just one of his he does talk birds. about whispers but I just or maybe that doesn't mean anything there's like oh the whispers say they could just mean like rumor has it nah. that like who knows yeah, I maybe don't I'm, know. we're reading too much into that yeah but, but anyway. we don't know really who that second um, you know the first one's definitely Illyrio based yeah. on what we just said yeah and, and looked up but the second one is like oh, it could be Varys but like I don't know it could be somebody else so that's Viserys trying to start the war which is true he wants to start the war yeah he does um, to get the Dothraki involved of so course. he can take over and that's why it's like oh yeah hurry this like that's whoever the other guy is that we don't really know who it is right. is like you need to hurry this up because like you need to get them here and hurry this shit up because this shit's gonna hit the fan if you don't hurry this up there's right. gonna be problems you know and the right. other guy and Illyrio is like no you need to hold it off a little bit longer because she gonna have that baby and they're not gonna do anything till she has that baby right and then he calls whoever this other guy is a wizard so it's like I don't know all that makes me think Varys but yeah I, but I don't, I don't know. know I guess we're gonna find out we we will find out eventually yeah. I guess but at the very end of this chapter Yorin from the Night's Watch yes. shows up to Ned's room and it's also kind of funny because he shows up and he calls Arya a boy and Arya at this point is like so, so exasperated and she's <laughs> like I am not a boy and then she starts like asking him a bunch of questions when he says yeah. he is. Oh, you've been to Winterfell? Like Robin yeah. Brandon at Winterfell? My brother John's at the wall? Like she starts asking all these questions and he's just like looking at her and then Ned is like, my daughter forgets her courtesies on a regular basis yeah. and then he kind of sends her away. Well, he tells her to go away and then Yorin says, Arya here, because this is from Arya's point of view yeah. and Ned is like, well, did Benjen send you? And Yorin is like, kind of like, well, mm. no, Mormont sent me. And then Arya is like, oh, what about Benjen? What about, and then Yorin is like, Benjen and the Snowboy are not my concern at this point. Right. Like the last time I left Jon Snow, he was fine and then the other guy Ned's person is like taking Arya away and she hears like as she's walking out about what happened with Tyrion basically he's like okay there were some people that went to Casterly Rock some people went everywhere whatever and so we know that Yorin is about to tell Ned about what happened with Tyrion and Catelyn but Ned Mm -hmm. sends Arya away and so as they're like walking with her the guy that's like bringing her back she's like asking him like how many people does my dad have in King's Landing you know and Mm -hmm. and the guy's like oh 50 and she's like I mean you wouldn't let anyone kill him would you (laughs) and he's like oh no you know he's guarded night and day and she's like but the Lannisters have more than 50 (laughs) and and he's like oh every northerner is worth 10 of these southerners (laughs) and then she's like but what if it was a wizard that's sent to kill him and then the other guy is kind of just laughing and he's like well you know wizards die the same as other men if you cut their heads off or whatever you know (laughs) so this is the second one of his children that have overheard a conversation that they're not supposed to hear. That's true. And so it makes me a little worried. Now, nobody knows that she heard it because she was quiet as a shadow, you know. Correct. Whatever. And her dad doesn't believe things doesn't that she's believe, making up stories. Right. So we'll see. I, I got a feeling they're going to come back around to her and try to figure out what in the heck was... Because she even tells him, oh, they said that the lion and the wolf was... Yeah, you she know, tells Ned that. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of what she tells him, if he makes would just sense. think about it for a second, for a hot minute, think about it, Ned. 
Yeah. You know, it makes sense what it she does. says. Even though the, the actual words she uses, because she's using the words that they use. Right. So she's talking about mummers, farces, and wizards, yeah, yeah. and all this kind of stuff, lions, and... But it makes sense if you would, and how like, the princess break it down. Is, the princess you know, is pregnant and whatever. all of that, yeah. And, but it makes sense if you really, like, think about it and listen to it, but mm-hmm. Ned is just like, oh, you're just making up stories yeah, or whatever. So yeah. it's disappointing how he dismisses her. It is. So we'll see. How Ooh, so a lot happened in this A whole story. lot. This is going to be a long episode because yeah. there's so many things that happen in these. But it is picking up now. Yes. So we're getting into the second half of this book. So I think that there's been some setup and things are going to start happening. A lot more, I guess, is going to yeah. start happening in every chapter. So to help a mother out where everyone is at the end of this. So the only people that we met in this segment that were kind of new were Bronn, who is a sellsword, and Chigan, who is just another sellsword that's with them. Everyone else we already knew. And so at the end of this segment, again, everyone's spread out. With the Starks, Bran, Rob, Rickon, and Maester Lewin are still at Winterfell. Ned, Sansa, and Arya are still in King's Landing. Jon Snow is still at the Wall. Catelyn is now on her way to the Vale with Sir Roderick and their little party escorting Tyrion. And Benjamin and Nymeria are still off missing. The Lannisters, Tyrion is prisoner to Catelyn, also headed to the Vale. Cersei and Jaime are in King's Landing, and Tywin is presumably a Casterly Rock. The Baratheons, Robert is in King's Landing and Renly. Stannis is still at Dragonstone, as far as we know. And all the kids, Joffrey, Marcella, and Tommen, are in King's Landing. Daenerys and Viserys Targaryen are still with the Dothraki. We haven't heard from them in a while. Khal Drogo and Jor Mormont in the Dothraki Sea, going back to wherever they're going to. Theon Greyjoy is in Winterfell as well still. The Tyrells, Loras is in King's Landing, fighting in that tournament. Marjorie, who they keep mentioning, so we know she's going to be a thing at some mm-hmm. point. And and the dad is Mace Tyrell, are presumably at High Garden. And then with the Night's Watch, most of them are at the Wall. Yorin, though, is in King's Landing, talking to Ned. And then other players that matter, Varys, Littlefinger, and Maester Pycelle are all still in King's Landing. Sander Clegane and Gregor Clegane, the Hound in the Mountain, are also in King's Landing. And Magister Illyrio is in King's Landing as well. <laughs> and Hodor is in Winterfell. So, the death toll for this segment is three. There was, There's technically like 15 because 12 of the mountain people died and then three of the people with Catelyn's party died. Yeah. But no one like so, oh, and then like and they had the melee, the melee. Whoever died in that. So yeah. there was like a bunch of deaths but nobody that was like super important has died in this segment. And we still have two missing persons in Nymeria and Benjamin Stark. But a lot of things are now set up and starting to get going. So I think as we go along, we're going to get more and more information. That is our show. Listen next time as we discuss Ned 8, Catelyn 6, and Ned 9. You can catch us on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and tubbyandcoos.com. If you like our show, please consider leaving a review or a rating on iTunes. It really helps us to spread the word. And when you're sitting around discussing Game of Thrones with your friends, mention that there's this great podcast they should listen to. You can also find a recap of this week's podcast at www.tubbyandcoos.com slash podcast. You can also follow the bookstore on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tubby and Coos spelled out to keep up with all of our work. Hit us up and let us know what you think as you read or listen along. We'd love to hear from you, but please, no spoilers. We're not even to the good parts yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Candace Huber. And I'm the mom. And now Mom's Watch has ended.